On this week's episode of Life and Lessons, I talk about vaccine side effects, I reflect on the past five years of life, and I talk about a new framework for making better decisions. Hey, what is going on? Welcome to this episode number 86 of Life and Lessons. I'm Sean Spooner, and if you're new here, here's what you need to know. This podcast is a place where I tell the story of growing a business, of growing as a person, and of taking on some fairly unusual challenges, sometimes on my own, sometimes joined by the most interesting people I know. The only thing that's guaranteed with this podcast is that every time you press play, you're going to learn something new. Right, hello. Hope you're well. Hope you've had a good week since we last spoke. My week has been fairly uneventful in the sense that on Monday afternoon, when I was in Corby, I had my second vaccine. And the vaccine itself was nice and easy, in and out. I must have got there, I think, like quarter past one. I had the vaccine by, say, 20 past. And then I was out of there by 25 to one, getting on with my day, and all was good. Uh, and just by chance, actually, I made the decision not to drive back to Wales on Monday. I think I may have spoke about this on last week's podcast. I thought, you know what, I'm going to get the train to Wales so that with my weekend plans coming up that I'll tell you about later, it means that when I'm back in Corby at the end of this week, I'll have my car with me there to eventually drive to Wales. So that was the only thought process behind keeping my car in Corby and sitting on a train. But my God, I'm so glad that that is what I did because... I would say maybe six or seven hours after that second jab, that second vaccine, I had the exact same side effects that I had first time around for a few days, which was like tiredness isn't the word. It's it's almost like this, this drowsy feeling, like beyond tiredness, sat on a train, struggling to keep my eyes open, struggling to focus or do much, um, just like super tired, super fatigued. And so that was day one. Um, day two, which was Tuesday, was basically the same. Anything after like 2pm was a bit of a write-off. I came to the office, I did some work, but I think I was in bed by like four o'clock, had a nap, got back up, did a bit more work, got tired again, just rinse and repeat. Uh, And then the last couple of days, so Wednesday and today, Thursday, I've been fine, to be honest, a little bit tired, really sore arm this time around. Honestly, it felt like somebody had tried to give me a dead arm. And also I think I had like a swollen lymph node. Is that what they're called? The like gland under your armpit. So for the last couple of days, the best way I can describe it is it feels like I'm trying to hide a tennis ball under my armpit. It's just something like big and noticeable under there. But of course, nothing I can do and it's all good. Um, But you know what? As apprehensive as I was about the side effects for this second jab, and I say that because lots, if not all of the people I know who have had the second vaccine so far have all reported more side effects, worse uh, symptoms after the second jab. And so having it on a Monday with a whole week ahead of me where I had to get stuff done, where I had to be awake, where I had to not just be moping around, I thought, shit, like this could go really wrong. And to be fair, it wasn't ideal Monday. It wasn't ideal Tuesday. 
But I'm glad I had it done. I'm glad it's all out of the way. Uh, and it means, in a very small part, that the world is one very, very, very small step closer to getting back to normality. And that's kind of how I see this vaccine, right? Each of us who goes and spends those 20 minutes in a random GP surgery somewhere and then deals with the negative consequences for three or four days, we're doing our bit to get back to normal, right? Because yes, three or four days of feeling bad isn't good. Three or four weeks even of feeling bad isn't good. But it's a hell of a lot better than the last two years of shit that we've all just been through, right? And so very happy that I got it done. Uh, and to be honest, I'm also just excited for things to get back to normal, right? My uh, like COVID travel pass in the NHS app will be valid in about 10 days time, which means that at least in theory, notwithstanding all of the fucking PCR tests and all that shit that you need to do, I can get back to traveling to cheap European cities, which is basically my only hobby, or it was pre-pandemic. So yeah, I'm just excited. And like I say, I think that for the most part, and I can't speak for anybody else, I only speak for myself, but the low impact side effects are something that just need to be sucked up because like I say, they haven't been ideal for me, or I imagine anybody, most people, you know, most people I know had side effects, but I think personally, through my assessment, that risk to reward ratio is massively, massively in favor of having the vaccine from everything I've seen, from everything I've read, from everything I've heard, even, by the way, the counter argument of that fringe group of people on the internet who, in quote marks, do their own research by watching YouTube videos, like, just far outweighs any potential negatives. So there we go. But you do you. I'm not here to tell you what to do. Um, I'm just here to tell you what I think the logical, sensible, proven decision is. And so there we go. Uh, it's been an interesting week in the business. When I say interesting, nothing in particular has happened. Um, in that sense, it's very business as usual. Um, lots of work being done. I've been in the office since Tuesday. Obviously, other than the part where I went home to sleep on Tuesday evening. Um, but there are some moments this week that I think the best way to put it have caused reflection. Um, from moving forward, very slowly with the new path of business, which probably won't be fully operational until towards the end of this year, looking at current estimates, uh, through to looking at places that we would potentially move to in the near future to accommodate the growth plans that we have with that part of the business because it inherently needs more space than we currently have, hence taking on the other room in the other office building across the way um, for that trial a few weeks back. Uh, through to even talking about things like the hires that we need to make to bring this thing to life in the medium term, it just had me reflecting because the work that we produce now and the brands that we're talking to and the hires that we're discussing and the spaces that we're looking at and the processes that we have in place, all of this stuff, even if I physically look around me now in the office, which is where I'm stood at the moment, this is all so, so, so far away from where we were five years ago. And I think about the same of me as a person, right? I mean, funnily enough, five years ago this week was the infamous night in London when I got mugged. And whilst I joke about that night a lot, I think that it was a symptom of a lot of my um, 
I say questionable choices. I always back myself by saying they weren't that questionable because I was just like a 20-year-old kid. But I think that's an interesting date to look back on and reflect, right? Because since then, so much has changed. Like the way I see the world, my goals, how I think about money and personal development and the future and where I want to be and who I want to be and all of these things, they have all changed. And it's such a silly thing to use as like a reflection point. But the thing that always reminds me of just how different things were four years ago, five years ago, is actually Snapchat memories, which sounds mad. But every morning, that app, as you probably know, will show you your downloaded, your saved snaps from one, two, three, four, five years ago, right? So it will show you what you're doing this day in previous years. And I know that Facebook and other apps have this feature, but at least back in the day when I actually used Snapchat, it was as like my primary messaging platform. And so there are messages and photos and like behind the scenes stuff as we were slowly starting this business that live inside of the app that don't live anywhere else. And so now that that memories feature has been around for about five years, give or take, it's slowly beginning to show me memories experiences, situations from actually quite a while ago. And it doesn't feel like much has changed in that time. Like it certainly doesn't feel like five years have passed since five years ago, if that makes sense. I'm sure you can relate. And yet, when I really reflect on some of those snaps, some of those pictures, like what that first really tiny office looked like, like the hours we were working because we didn't know any better, like the quality and level of work that we were producing. And even just some of the shit that I would say, like not in public, just to my friends about the business or my my thoughts on where we were going and all of these things, just like the, the lack of maturity that I can honestly say I had back then. It's just crazy to see how much everything has progressed, to see how far we as a business have come, me as an individual, how far I've come, and also like the people around me, everybody I know, everybody has grown so much, has changed so much. And it's possible maybe to look at that and be quite depressed, like shit, time moves quick and it's not stopping for anybody. But actually, I think the opposite. I think that looking at those memories and reflecting on just how much changes through small consistent action, that thing that I always talk about, I think it's actually quite empowering because the message that I get from those snaps when I look at them, the the overwhelming kind of moral that I take from me five years ago, the business five years ago, my life five years ago compared to now, and the message that I will be taking with me for the next five years as I hopefully continue to make just as much progress at just as great a speed, is that small steps over long periods of time are the only way to achieve anything. And something that reminds me of this as I reflect on those five years that live in that Snapchat memory bank is that, you know, over those years in business, in life, in every aspect, I've encountered people who had vision and drive and all of these things and talent, they had talent, who gave up, who just didn't play the long game. And they're no longer on the path that they otherwise would have been on. They're not currently 
in the place that they could now be, right? That place being where they truly wanted to be five years ago. And then I also see people who stuck with it, who are living by definition their best lives. And I don't mean that in some nonsense fucking Instagram way. I just mean they're happy. They're progressing. They have things to show for their hard work. They have matured as people. They have a vision of where they want to go. And the only difference, as I reflect, the only difference is that some people stuck at it for a very long time. And some people took the easy option of saying, you know what, this is quite hard. This is taking a while. This isn't for me. And so I think that that's what I'll be reminding myself of as we, I guess, creep into this new chapter. Because, okay, it's not black and white. It's not like one day I'm going to wake up and the business will be in a different place. But I do think that the next three or so years in this business are going to turn it into something really quite different and quite a lot bigger than what it currently is. I could be wrong, it might not, but everything right now is pointing towards that. And so I guess twofold. Number one, I just want to remind myself that the only reason we've got this far and the only reason we will continue to move forward is because of taking consistent action. But also as, and I always hate doing this because it sounds so fucking pretentious, but almost as a reminder or a lesson to anybody listening who is starting a business at the moment, no matter your age, no matter your level of ambition, that the truth is that the only way you get anywhere, the only way I will get to where I want to be, is through that action. Because, you know, I, five years ago, I was listening to content and podcasts and YouTube videos from people in business. And I think that there's this fundamental attribution error in business where people look at where they are or they look at where they're going or where they've been and they immediately point to their talent, to their hard work, to their foresight, to their vision. And they talk about all of these things that aren't tangible. Like if I were to tell you, if you want your business to be successful when you start it tomorrow, you need talent and vision and drive and ambition and all this shit. Like that's not tangible. What can you do with that? absolutely nothing but if I tell you that that business that you want to start if from tomorrow onwards you start taking very small very intentional very consistent steps and you just stick at it you just continue as and when things change as and when things get difficult through the good times and the bad that's something you can take with you and that's something that I didn't fucking know like nobody talks about that more people do now because it's kind of popular But nobody back then spoke about the fact that growing anything, business or otherwise, I imagine it's the same in literally any other career or form of self-development. It's just about sticking at something and doing the right thing. And so if there is a lesson I take from the past five years, it is that. And then the other thing I've been thinking about this week, entirely unrelated to that. I say that, I pause there because it's kind of related, but... I've been thinking about creating some sort of framework for the decisions I make. And I guess that framework for the decisions is actually kind of just values when I boil it down, which leads back to what I spoke about with Dom on that episode that I mentioned a few weeks back, like purpose, because there are a bunch of things that I, without even thinking about it, base my decisions on. We all do it. We all have this set of 
values and ideas and ideals in our minds. And when it comes to making a decision, either in the moment or something that we need to think about for a long, long time, we almost use this framework of ideas that we already have in our minds to inform our decisions. Like we're pre-exposed to certain ideas. We, 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 we're risk adverse. We lean into risk, whatever it might be for you. But I don't actually know of anybody who has tried to write down in a list the things that probably guide their decisions and then use that list when a big decision comes up to try and compare it against, right? So if there's a big, I don't know, business decision, a big decision about where my life goes next, a relationship decision, any of this stuff, like inherently I am going to make that decision through that framework of values and compare it against a purpose and all of these different things. But I just wonder if a more effective way of doing that is to actually try and write those things down. Like, what do I believe to be true about myself or the world or the people I know or any of these things that I think that these particular things are a good thing to do? These particular things done more often than not lead to better decisions, better outcomes. And it's things that I always talk about, like doing what you say you're going to do, right? Consistency over perfection, not making decisions based on what other people think of you, trying to be curious in everything you do, trying to understand the other person's point of view, not trying to make decisions based just around money because that is a shortcut to unhappiness. All of those kind of things I speak about, right? And a bunch more are things that I live by anyway without even thinking about it. So I just think that at some point in the near future, I might sit down for half a day look at decisions I have made in the past, both those that played out well and maybe those that didn't play out so well, and try and make an assessment as to like what values were guiding that. Make that list of values and then just keep it, like not immediately do something with it, but just have them written down, look at them every now and then. And when I'm trying to make a decision that I'm struggling with for whatever reason, or if I think that maybe a decision I'm about to make is the wrong one or is the right one? Just have a look and say, does the decision I'm about to make, does the thing I'm about to do or not do align with these things that I think are my values? So that's the thought. Don't know if I'll do it, but if I do, I'll let you know how I get on. And that is basically it. Another quick one, another all over the place one, but it's getting to that point again where as things do in business, it ebbs and flows. Sometimes I have lots of time to think about what I'm going to say in this weekly podcast and make lots of notes. Other times I literally plonk whatever microphone is closest to me in front of me and I talk for 20 minutes. And this has definitely been one of those episodes. Just before I go, what am I up to this weekend? I have a meeting tomorrow morning in Wales. Immediately after that, we're off to Manchester and then Friday evening in Manchester, going to see James Smith live, which will be really interesting. I've been listening to a lot of his podcasts, a lot of his content this week, just to try and um, align myself with what his views are on certain things, because I think that will help as like a gateway into understanding what he's going to talk about for these two hours or so on Friday night. And then after that, going to meet with Cameron Rawson on Friday night. I think he is DJing at a place called Revster Cuba in Manchester. It'll be cool to see him DJ on his home turf because any time I've ever seen him DJ, he's in 
Bristol or somewhere like that where it's like an away day but it'll be cool to see him in the place where he stands every weekend doing what he does best and then Saturday morning over to Nottingham I'm going to check into my hotel there meet with Peter and then we are off to the thing that I will continue for the rest of time to call Horton Fest which is definitely not called Horton Fest which is Adam Horton and his estate agency business Horton's Summer Party that'll be fun And then Sunday, at some point, I need to make my way back to Corby, ready to do this all over again. But before then, thank you as always for listening. I hope you have a good week, and I will see you back here this time next week for episode number 87 of Life and Lessons. See you then. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.